Welcome to Module 8 of TALP Teaching and Learning Consultation Skills. This is the module for inspiration and rejuvenation when you only have a few minutes to spare. Reflections on the first COVID vaccination. So, the question is, how many skills does it take to give a COVID vaccination? After a day at our local vaccination centre at the beginning of the pandemic when the vaccination campaign first started, I sat down to think about the question, how many consultation skills does it take to give a COVID vaccine? What skills make the brief encounters with patients effective and enjoyable? I vaccinated my share of hundreds of people who came that day and the Calgary Cambridge Process Guide to the Consultation is an evidence-based curriculum for consultation skills and covers all the skills we might acquire, although not all are used in every consultation. So I began to wonder exactly how many of those skills are used when you're only there to give a vaccination. In this situation, the first vaccination, when the first round of immunisations became available and people were just starting to emerge after many months of being at home. Establishing rapport with eye contact and a big smile, even behind a mask, people hear the smile in your voice, and projecting a silent message of goodwill made that all-important initial connection. Ensuring the patient's comfort and making introductions built on that relationship further. It said Avril on my label, although any patient seeming anxious, tense, older, who did not speak English fluently got the full, I'm Dr Danchak. Thank you for coming for your vaccination today. This is my colleague who's doing the admin. Naming my role may well bring welcome gravitas later in the discussion and doctor is recognised in many languages. Thus, several skills were used as the patient simply arrived and sat down. The skills needed to pick up cues, and I prefer to think of them as clues about what the patient is thinking, were brought into play very early in the encounter. Some people stripped off their coats, short sleeves already underneath, and offered their arms before we'd even said hello. No doubts there then. The proffered arm means we can get straight to business. Structuring skills fit in easily here and help the flow. Phrases like, I need to check some things with you before the vaccination, and then... Others looked round nervously, clutched their bags, murmuring things like, Oh God, I hate needles. These are signs that empathy and relationship building skills are needed immediately. You seem a little nervous. Then it was clues and cues, ideas, concerns and expectations all the way, using all the active listening skills to explore what lay behind hints such as, well, I've heard some weird things, or the fears. My friend says it just gives you the COVID. The misconceptions. I won't be able to walk around at home afterwards, will I? The skills of picking up clues and cues also came into play when patients used black humour to veil their fear. If I drop dead, I'll sue you straight away, said one patient. When responding to questions and giving explanations about how the vaccine works, the skills of chunking and checking were very useful, including establishing what the patient had already heard about the vaccination. After responding to concerns, asking... What do you make of that information so far? Or what questions have you got now? Meant I could work with the patient's own perspective. Simply saying, any questions? Mostly results in the patient saying no in an almost reflex way. 
Starting the phrase with, what questions have you got now, enabled worries or concerns to emerge. Checking the response to information with a comment like, how do you feel about going ahead with the vaccination now, often led to the sleeve being rolled up when the patients felt their questions had been answered satisfactorily. Even in such short conversations, the use of empathy helped to build a good relationship and increase trust. Statements about hating needles or about new and unknown vaccines needed to be met with non-judgmental empathy and acceptance of feelings. Following up by using the patient's own words, new things are always a bit more concerning and this vaccine is not so new now that millions of people have had it, is a subtle way to demonstrate active listening. Explanation skills were also needed to describe what would happen next. Using positive language works better than negative instructions. Keep this card safely. It has your vaccination details on. Bring it with you next time you come. Is better than don't lose this card, which subconsciously is interpreted as an instruction to lose it by the patient. Helping patients to remember information worked best when structured and prioritised. Talking about side effects included statements such as, there are three main things to look out for. There was time for some safety netting and closing skills too, explaining what to do if more serious or persistent symptoms developed that could indicate a new COVID infection. Reinforcing the need to attend for the second dose, bringing their card with them, was part of an effective closing approach. There were a few skills not on the Calgary-Cambridge list. At first, in our keenness to get on with the immunisations, we called patients a little bit too soon so that they arrived in the cubicle to an unwelcoming view of my back as I drew up the vaccine. We altered the timing slightly so that they arrived to a full-face greeting. Dr Unwin from Southport recommends complementary therapy, meaning commenting on anything positive about the patient, which can further build up even brief relationships. Phrases like, thank you for coming, and noticing especially striking homemade masks made for easier conversations. We overtly recognise the endurance and stoicism of those for whom this was the first trip outside for many months, and we thanked patients who brought their drug lists or who had planned ahead with easily shed clothing. Some people said, I realised a short sleeve would be better. The day was a good demonstration of how we can gain energy and stimulus for ourselves when we remember and notice the individuality of every patient. My own soul was nourished by seeing the pink Diamante mask on a gruff 78-year-old man and the logo of a death metal band sported by a young man whose chronic illness did not diminish his musical passions. Appreciating the tenderness between aged parents and their children and meeting some old colleagues working in new roles replenished my energy too. This approach did not seem to take longer and I got through as many vaccinations as my colleagues. Any extra time needed for very anxious patients could be viewed as a good investment. If they have a good experience, they're more likely to return for their second dose and perhaps encourage their friends or family to come too. This could help to increase vaccine coverage and safety for everybody. Indeed, some patients made remarks like this. My sister came here. She said it was fine, so I decided to come too. So how many skills did it take to give a vaccination? I counted at least 22 of the Calgary-Cambridge process guide skills. 
I think there were a few extra, including teamwork and organisational skills to keep things orderly. A few minutes consultation for a seemingly straightforward task turned out to be more complex than it first appeared. In the PDF that goes with this, there's a, a detailed description of the skills and how they fit into the consultation. So next time you do something straightforward, just have a think. How many consultation skills are you using?